0: With the RBA increasing the interest rates yet again this week, we are now in a position where unfortunately we take a step closer towards a recession in Australia. If you're interested in knowing what happens to property prices as well as rents if Australia is to fall into a recession, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, at the moment, we are going through a difficult period, especially for anyone that holds a mortgage or a loan on an investment property. If you hold any loans at this point, really like credit card debt or personal loans, you're probably seeing all of those interest rates continue moving higher unless you fixed your rates a while ago. To compound to this problem are others who probably fixed their rates a couple of years ago when we were at record lows and now are starting to come off it which was formerly known as a mortgage cliff but we've realized halfway through the year that it's probably not gonna stack up like a mortgage cliff now we are definitely gonna see a lot of these mortgages cross over from a low fixed interest rate into whatever the interest rate is now in the second half of this year but again we haven't really seen any warning signals of a complete collapse of the market not yet and we haven't seen those property prices go down in fact they've actually been going the other way and that's primarily driven by the lack of supply so if you look at listings across most markets in 2023 they are significantly lower than where they were averaging for the last five years and even if you compare them to last year now mind you last year's listings were also super low so now we are even lower than those lows and it's almost like Lil John was right when he said get low like Philip Low from the RBA. Well, he's definitely pulling pants down across Australia because he's increased those interest rates again. And unfortunately, the dark side of this is that have they pushed too much? And this is the question that you need to ask yourself. Now, yes, you could probably read some headlines and say, well, inflation's red hot. So why the hell are we talking about interest rates being so low and that we could be facing a collapse? Shouldn't we have interest rates continue going higher? Well, the thing is with interest rates, we actually have a lag effect between the time they're actually implemented to when they actually take an effect in the country. Now, I'm going to show with you a couple of things but what I want to cover off is what actually happens to property prices when a recession actually comes into Australia and we're going to use two most notable times where we've seen economic instability and a cause of concern in the world economic markets so in 1990 we saw the recession that Australia needed to have and of course we had the Gfc but during the Gfc we didn't fall into a recession but more on that later now believe it or not in 1990 and 1991 when Australia finally fell into a recession a recession that we really needed to have we actually didn't see property prices fall we had interest rates just before the recession at about 17.5%, which is absolutely absurd. You look today and mortgage rates are at like 7% and you're going, yeah, 17 was a lot worse. But we also know that when you think about how much income you need to actually buy a house, how much debt is required now versus back then, you'll probably find that it's a lot harder today than it was back then. Now, you can clearly see with this graph here by ABS that we actually saw prices increase during the recession and post the recession. But what's interesting is that this is accounting for the national market. During the same period, Melbourne actually fell by 6.1%. So when you think about Australian property prices and you go, oh, well, last year being 2022, we saw prices drop by 7.1%. Okay, everyone lost money, but that would be incorrect because we know there's markets within markets. In fact, if you looked at something like Sydney, some blue chip suburbs actually dropped by 15 to 20% during 2022, but that wasn't reflected when you looked at the national numbers. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you went out into areas like Adelaide and Perth, you would have found property prices actually during that time and that again was not really talked about during the last six to twelve months so it's important to know whether the recession happens in Australia or not we could see prices go up in some markets and drop in some markets and I know it's sort of like a hey, they might go up, they might go down. But the reality is, it depends on where you buy. You can't just aimlessly go, yeah, I'm gonna buy because it's a good time to buy. It's less about timing and it's more about location because there are always opportunities, there are always markets going up and always markets going down. So if you purchase in the right location, the timing doesn't really matter. But of course, the location is dependent on what's happening in that area. And then of course, timing does definitely play a part. Now, fast forward to the global financial crisis where the world was in turmoil. We had the US go into recession and property prices in some areas dropping by 40 or 50%. But in Australia, we actually avoided a technical recession, which is actually phenomenal, but also goes down to the fact that we are different. When people sit there and say, oh, well, US markets are going down, Australia needs to go down, or the UK markets need to go down, that's why Australia needs to go up. It makes no sense. You need to look at Australia by itself because there are unique characteristics here from the banking system, the way that loans are processed and created and how credit is facilitated in general. Now what you'll see in 2005 to 2010 here is that we actually did see in 2009 a slight drop in property prices. Again, national index. So a lot of markets will have still gone up during this time. But what happened straight after that year was prices took off because we saw interest rates cut at that point. Now I'm definitely not friends with Philip Lowe. He seems like a nice guy, I think, um, but based on the kind con- that I've been getting on my latest videos, I don't think many people like him. Perhaps he's gathering some tools for his toolbox, not because he's a tool, but because you can actually use some of these tools for what happens next. Perhaps he's front-loading a lot of these interest rate increases to then follow up with a lot of cuts if we were to see some economic instability. And that's what I think is happening around not just Australia, but across the world. What they could have done was probably increased a few times, but not as much as they have. And yes, the narrative is inflation is sticky. Back then it was inflation is transitory. We still continue to listen to these jokers, but they will change the narrative whenever they like. So when they feel like it's the time to actually go, yeah, maybe we're gonna have to cut, they'll make up a bunch of excuses. As of this morning, we actually just had our Q1 numbers for GDP come out in Australia. And GDP per capita actually was negative. Now, if you actually think about how big this is for the March quarter, what happened post-March? Well, we've seen interest rates continue to increase. We've seen more people spend less. And therefore, if by per capita, we were to see another negative number for the June quarter, well then we would be in a technical recession per capita now of course the real gdp didn't come in negative so we don't have anything to be concerned by but again you see what i'm saying narratives play a big part in how they make the decisions the narratives really cause fear or anxiety in the market to keep you guys from actually taking action now before i show you the most important graph i've shown on this channel before but it is actually so powerful i want you to do something i want you to smash the like button in three two one And now you should see the chart magically appear on screen, which you'll find up here. Now, there's a lot going on. So let me just break it down here. What we can see is that in 1980, the chart basically starts and it goes all the way till 2022. And the main things that I want you to take away from this chart is quite evident, which is how many negative years we have in property prices. So there are far more positive years than negative years. That's an observation. That's purely logic. That's not me making an opinion. What we've also seen in this chart is that every year that we've had a negative year, the following a hundred percent of the time since 1980 has been positive. What does that mean? Well, last year we had a negative year being 7.1%. That means based on this graph, based on everything we know from 1980 all the way through to 2022, then 2023 should be positive. And so far property prices have been moving up. Now, interest rates increasing mean that there's probably gonna be less activity, which means less listings, less transactions. And yes, that could cause a lot of people in the real estate industry to start losing jobs. If you're not a business that has the sufficient buffers in place, unfortunately you're gonna run out of money because no one's transacting in property. Now I've shared my thoughts around cycles and how people use cycles to then make decisions around purchasing property or not purchasing property. Definitely go check out this video. It can actually make quite a bit of sense when you look at long-term historical trends and what that could mean for us right now. It's definitely a good watch. Another major effect we could see as part of a recession or downturn in Australia is that the gap between property prices actually reduces. So it starts getting condensed and I'll sort of walk you through the logic here. When you have a recession or economic instability, you have people that might be purchasing a home for $900 K or a million dollars, but now the borrowing capacity is reduced for a lot of people as those rates have increased. So suddenly you've gone, hey, I've got five buyers at 900K, now there's only two. And that means less demand up the top. At the bottom of the market, being the more affordable market, you've got people sort of falling into this range. So if they need to buy a property to either live in or they wanna invest, they only have a small pool of properties to pick from. And it's usually in the more affordable market. So the people that could afford are in the affordable market. The people that were trying to get a more expensive property are now falling into this affordable gap too. And that's where you start seeing the top end of the market start slowing down and you see the affordable properties continue to keep pace if not grow during these times. We saw in 2022, a lot of the properties that were being purchased in the affordable markets have been booming throughout 2022. When you compare that to 2 million, $3 million property suburbs in Australia, you would have seen those property prices drop by 15 or 20% in 2022. Now, here's a really interesting graph that's come out and it actually puts a lot of things into perspective. So what it is, is more savings are put into action. Household net savings. What you'll see is that in March 2020, we obviously had the pandemic and everyone had a lot more money, right? So people had, the money, they couldn't use the money. You couldn't go out there, you couldn't travel and things like that. But what we've seen since then is a systematic downtrend. And now we've reached levels that are lower than five and a half years ago. Let's just put that into context. People got sloshed so much money. Now we're at a point where we're actually lower in terms of how much savings we hold than five and a half years ago. So when you think about going out to restaurants and it's packed and we're like, how does this make sense? Interest rates are going up, but you know, people are still buying It's because they're using their savings. Now, yes, I'm generalizing. Not everyone does this but because we haven't really been taught good financial education during school we have now people taking our debt on credit cards and that's starting to pick up and we also have people dipping into their savings so that they can enjoy the lifestyle and this unfortunately traps a lot of people because now you have no money interest rates are so high you have no choice but to rent in some areas and you can't get a decent rental property because we already know we have a rental crisis and the cherry on top the cherry on top to all of this is hey we should introduce a whole lot of immigrants into Australia. And that's unfortunately playing into the part where the government wants more tax revenue. That's why they're going down that path. We should see unemployment start to rise and it's gonna rise fairly quickly, I believe in the second half of 2023. As I've said on the channel before, I think 2023 will be a positive green year, but at this rate, it may not be a massive leap in prices. And again, I'm talking national index. In many markets, we will still see double digit growth. And when it comes to rentals, they may become even harder because as we see the lag effect of all of these interest rates, this could just keep pushing out all of those building approvals, cancellations will continue, and there's a lack of supply that will stay existent in the market for the next 18 to 24 months. I hope these videos actually start prompting you to prepare for what's coming next. For me personally, I would rather be in assets than not be in assets, but it would just make sense to have buffers in place for each property that you own. And if you are interested in purchasing the properties in the right markets, where you're gonna get the growth where the rest of the market drops, then definitely reach out to us. We run a buys agency. We help you from actually researching the property, creating the strategy and actually executing. So I'll leave a link in the description below. We can check out the website and you can also check out this video over here, which actually is a 35 minute video of a step-by-step process of exactly what we do. I hope you guys have enjoyed this one and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks guys.